Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome, everybody, to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. I am Dale Luganbill. Thank you very much for joining me on today's episode. We attempt to uh, podcast while fishing. Well, I guess not really attempted. We did do it. Um so I sat down with uh, Cody Malakowski and his girlfriend, joined them in the boat. We went out in search of catfish, uh, hopefully giant flatheads, and uh, even maybe even we'll do some cut bait for channels and whatever else might bite. Might There's some sturgeon in there. You never know. You might might get an incidental sturge. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do that. It was pretty fun. had a great time. Uh, was, you know, at night, the bugs were like not bad at all. That was pretty amazing. Weather-wise, it was a gorgeous night. Absolutely fantastic. So that is what this episode's all about, is another uh, fishing while podcasting. I'm going to keep trying to do some of these as I can. Obviously, the you know, cords and this and that and the other thing eh, makes life a little difficult. Oh, and I had also forgotten my uh, power source. I was charging it. forgot to bring it. Thankfully, Cody had a power pack on board, so we were able to power up my board. Otherwise, I was just going to have to try to do the old recorded on the cell phone routine and, and see what happens. But, alas, we had power, and here is thine episode. Doing some catfishing with Cody Malakowski on the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Oh, I love that sound. This is a good one. Oh, I gotta get this. 
So I, do I have Nick Johnson's germs on my ears now? No. Nick, I, he actually has two of my uh, other headsets right now on my portable. I should be using that recorder right now, but he has it. Oh, gotcha. I sent him down. <laughs> uh, I sent it with him down to that uh, dive bomb, um, whatever the hell they called it. I don't know if he got any content, but. I don't know. I've seen he has his own call now. Yeah, through, his, through sig- that company. his signature call, yeah. On I can't remember the name of the company now. I've never heard of them. Terrible at this podcast hosting thing. I should know that. Poor Nick. Sorry, Nick. He won't listen to this because it has to do with fishing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't give two shits about no. fishing. That's so all right, though. The second, the second attempt at podcasting while fishing. We're on the St. Croix at night trying to catch some flats or channels or sheephead or whatever bites. Keyword try. Yeah, we've it's we've been out here for a while. We've had two hits that haven't resulted in anything. Kind of slow. We, uh, I'm here with Cody Malikowski. Did yep. I say that right? Yep. Um. Yeah, he was. We fished together earlier. You had won. How did that turn out? How did your did you? So that was through what site? North State Fishing. North State Fishing. That's on right. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good group. It is a good group, and they had that contest going on. Like each week was a different fish. Yep, they host a summer and winter fishing contest. It's free. There's prizes all donated in. Yeah, so I donated a fishing trip, and then you won that week, and so we went. Smashed some pan fish. Yeah, we we couldn't find you a 10-incher, though. That was but I think I won. Really? Did, did you th- win? Yeah, first or second place, I think. Okay. Was it like a nine and a half or nine and three quarter? Or no, eight. Was it one that we caught out there? I or think was so. that somewhere else? Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> yeah, and then after that, I just didn't do any more. Oh, okay. So, so how did you finish? Is it like cumulative, like overall yeah, every points? week by week. Okay. But, uh, yeah, after that, I just kind of quit. Started doing my own thing, just fishing the river. So it's hard to keep up with panfish and perch and all that. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, it, it sounds like fun. I like that they switch it up, and it's like a different species every week. It's kind of cool. It keeps everybody in the game, really. It kind of does. Like, I mean, if you were to take it, like, super serious, like, you would really have to be an all-around angler and, like, just the fact that you got to switch it up and go chase something different every and, week. And there like, really isn't too many guys out there that can that go out and do that. Right. They all like their own fish, bass, walleye. Whatever it is, yeah. A lot of people fishing. are very niche or niche, however you're supposed to say that. But, yeah, so we got some, we got, I don't know, one, two, three, Five rods out. We had six, but I didn't feel like retying the other one after I broke it off on a snag. There's three of us. We are on border waters. Yes. So Wisconsin border. We're on the St. Croix tonight, actually. The crux. St. Crux. It's been slow. We've had two hits. Like I said, we're blaming it on the spawn, which I actually think might be a legit excuse. Like, we're right there. We're... That's my story, and I'm mid, sticking to it. Mid-late June, I mean, that's when the catfish are spawning. So, And on, unlike other fish spawns like bass or panfish, it does not increase your hook hooking percentage. Yeah. I mean, we were out here last week, and we caught five flatheads in one. It's like a 31-inch channel, I believe. So that's a, big a channel. good channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a really the tank, good. if I, you know, better than any of the flatheads we caught, but yeah. they're all 12 to 15 pounds. Which Whoa. is, that's pretty good for five of them. 
hopefully one of these bait clickers will go off while we're recording. That'd be sweet. Probably hear it, too, if it went off. Yeah, maybe. <coughs> this one goes, I'll just lean close to it. No, I won't. I'll grab it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got some mixed baits out there. Cut bait, some suckers. Live bluegill. Live bluegills, because you can do bluegill. that in Wisconsin. Yep. So all the trigger warning for all you Minnesota people. Don't freak out. Wisconsin rules are a little better, right? <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what happens. So I've already been pretty much shooting the shit all night, burning up golden podcast content. but Lots and lots <laughs> of deer hunting stuff. <laughs> it is. You shot – let's go over that again. You shot a giant buck last fall. Yeah, it was uh, – Ended up being a 20-pointer. He had, I considered 22 points, but two of them are wider than they were tall, so they don't count for the book. Oh, really? But it was a 20-pointer, and he went 202 eighths. Gross, <laughs> he gross scored. Holy shit. And then net scored for the books, it was 186 and 1 eighth. Wow. So the, it shrunk that much? Yeah, it was, as a non-typical. Um, from side to side, it was 20 like. inches? From side to side, I think it was like 15-inch difference. Deduction. Oh, I gotcha. So it's a like lot of the big shit. bucks, though, too, you will. You, there's always one side way stronger. Sure. That was crazy. That was a I, – I remember seeing that pop up on Facebook. I was like, holy shit. That's a good buck. Yeah, I mean. And you had had – you got pictures of him, right, on a trail camera? Oh, yeah, dozens. Dozens of pictures. Every pose, running, walking, chasing does. So that's the one you were gunning for. Like, that's what – like, it like – as we like plan our hunts and you lay down at night and it's and you're daydreaming like he was the one right yep. like there like he had to be like the one you're like yep. god i hope i get a shot at this fucker and it happened was he a daytime deer yeah 12 30 in the afternoon no not when you shot like did you have a lot of daytime pictures of him and stuff uh yeah actually okay. quite a few but also a lot of nocturnal so i'm i'm you know, he's probably, during the day, he's chasing does is my only guess. What was this? Well, this was firearm season, so we're yep. looking at early November. Yeah, it was actually the first snowfall. This last year, we had a good snowfall right away into the season. Opening weekend, there was no snow, and then Tuesday night it snowed. I told the boss, you know, I got to work, or I got to go hunt. <laughs> I got to go. Gotta go hunt. Right. Because he's going to be moving, and he's been on my camera all season, and went out there and hunted in the morning. There, I don't think I've seen anything really. Then I went over to there's no there's a chunk of state land by there, and we had that fresh snow, so I was gonna follow some tracks and see if I could, you know, find any deer, a doe, anything. Bump, bump something. And I ended up finding five does, but it was within the 500 feet of a house. Oh sure. So I couldn't take a shot at them. Right. Which luckily I didn't. <laughs> right. And uh, I ended up going back. I actually I pulled in, sat down for another half hour, ate lunch, sat there in my truck, and walked in. As soon as I come around the corner, there's five does, and they're just staring at me. I'm like, great, busted. They're probably like 60, 70 yards away still. And I come up into the fields, and I find my tree, and I set up. You know, I was playing the wind, of course, and probably the number one thing, I think. And... I seen I I set the it was let's see I want two sticks up the tree, and this huge branch came over and I could not get a shot to my left so I tore it down. I was gonna reposition, and just as I was got down and got to the edge of the field, I could see see that buck probably hundred yards away. 
and I could see that rack, and there's a brow tine on them. It's just, if you see the brown tine, you know it. There's like four points on it. and That's crazy brow tine. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I seen it in my scope and everything, and I pulled up my grunt call and gave him the nastiest grunt I could. And at this time, I actually laid down right in the edge of this field because if I could see him, you know, deer yeah. eyesight's way better than yeah. yours, anybody. So I laid down. I had no, I really didn't have another option. I did not want to bust him. The girlfriend actually busted him opening morning. And uh, way to go, girlfriend. Yeah. And you almost uh, ruined everything. I was, I was pretty <laughs> upset. Like, not at her, or nothing. Just the fact that it happened, it could ruin, right. it could ruin yeah, your chance. Right. Yeah, you're like. <sighs> and I hit him with a, just a nasty grunt call, and he turn put his head down he wasn't having he was coming right in really so i'm just laying there i can't see him i'm on top of this hill and there's you know it's foot and a half two foot grass ah son of a bitch beer down oh that's like the last one too i'm so sad i'm laying down i kind of stick my head up and peek and he's he just hit the edge of the field and i hit him again with a ground call and he's, he starts kind of trotting across the field. And I lay f- as flat as I can get on in this field. <laughs> I have my bipod out of my shotgun. And you have a bipod on your shotgun? Oh, yeah. That's it's crazy. De- it's decked out. It's pretty nice. Savage 220. I highly recommend a gun. Huh. But uh, he comes up. I see him. I see his rack first. And I'm trying to. F- I see his head and then his neck. I'm trying to focus to find his body and my scope. Cannot <laughs> find him. How bad are th- you shaking at this moment? He was at 30 yards, oh 20, 20 yards maybe. So, I, you know, I'm just freaking out. Like, this is the <laughs> chance. And I scoped on him two or three times, and I cannot find his body. Oh, my God. And this is as I'm prone. So then I got up on my knee, didn't have an option. I gave him the good old meh. The old meh. He looks away. He's broadside. He looks away at first. I'm scoped up. He looks at me, and I squeeze that trigger. And I walk over, and there's a couple. Actually, at first, I didn't even find any blood. And then he probably had to take 10, 15 steps, and then it really started coming out. Kind of tracked him, you know, called my old man, tell him what happened. Oh, my gosh. Everyone knows how that is. And you're probably freaking out. Like, oh, were yeah. you finding good blood, or you're like, oh, shit, did I, yeah, just bright fuck red. This? did I just fuck this up? It was pretty bright red. You know, there wasn't a whole bunch, but it was a good... Like when you first went up there and you didn't find blood, were you freaking out? Yeah, because in the snow you could see his tracks all humble jumble everywhere. Yeah, and you're like, no blood. You're like, no. And it probably, you know, it was probably a minute and a half, two minutes. I'm looking for a little bit of blood, and then all of a sudden there's a speck and a speck and a speck, right into the neighbor's land, and yeah, it was pretty amazing actually. (laughs) That's just unreal. Like I can't. I can say I can't imagine it, but I, I I imagine it pretty much every year when I don't. That's all I do is imagine shooting big bucks. I don't have a memory of shooting any big bucks. It's all I can do is imagine it. But, yeah. I showed you that one that I had on camera from last year on my, my land. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, it was definitely a stud. Yeah. I would have been happy as pigs and shit to get down. But I, I don't gun hunt. I just I bow hunt. So even all the way through rifle season or gun season or whatever. Aren't they um, – wasn't that on the table, too, to get rid of the shotgun zone? Yeah, so they actually wanted, uh, I heard, statewide rifle. Yeah. So. What's weird about that is that everybody, like, when you bring it up and the only the people that, like, argue against it, 
they bring up these like safety concerns They're like oh the wide open farm country and that's what i had always grown up believing is why there was a slug in a rifle zone it has nothing to do with that that law was formed like way long ago back when there wasn't that many deer the reason they had a slug zone was to make it harder to hunt really to I make it less that. efficient because they were still they wanted the whitetail population to recover more so it was the only reason for the shotgun zone was well it's like i said to make, make the, it harder make it harder so you, the harvest wouldn't be really high yeah so it and had that, nothing to do with wide open spaces because really? which doesn't even make any sense if you think out west it's just wide open really wide open spaces oh, yeah. that's all rifle country out there and then you go up north it's just solid woods and you can still use a rifle to shoot coyotes yeah, statewide. So what the f- wh- that doesn't have anything to do with anything. That is true. And and you you can well I guess you can't do it at night. That's shotgun only if you're hunting coyotes at night. But yeah, so you can use whatever twenty two two fifty or two twenty three for coyotes. In the same country, you can't use a rifle for deer. It doesn't make and any sense. Those guns will go a lot further than a normal rifle. Too. Way further. Yeah, and it, so it's that's the thing. It's like and it's so hard to change people's minds. Like they have it in their mind that this is a safety thing, even though it never was. That yep. was that was not the reason for a shotgun zone. It yep. had nothing to do with safety whatsoever. But that's the narrative, and you 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 cannot change some people's minds with that. Like I I feel like that's an easy that's an easy one for the state to to fix. Like oh yeah, now that we have deer literally everywhere, there's no reason to have a shotgun zone. Yeah. Anymore, there's none. There's no reason. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty. Like, no good reason, anyways. <laughs> I, just, I mean, you just have this, like, weird... If you're deer hunting, you should be able to hit a... Yeah. You know, everybody misses, everyone... And you're still wearing blaze orange. You're wearing like, blaze orange. Why does the wide open spaces... Like, you go down south, you go out west, but have these big, giant, you know, fields, ag fields. You can see every single person sitting in a stand. Just yeah, you got ten neighbors, everywhere. you see ten guys. <laughs> exactly, it's just like... Pumpkins hanging out of trees all around the countryside, so it's like it's. It, you still need to know where you're shooting. Yeah. You still can't, you know. Granted, people do should not shoot up hills. There's a lot of stuff you shouldn't do. That people do. Be not sure of lie. your target and be sure of what's behind your target. Yeah. It's pretty basic firearm safety right there. If you're sitting <laughs> in your deer stand, you know it's not that hard to pull up a map quick. You can see right. what direction a house is in. Well, and the good thing too is generally if you're in a stand, you're shooting down, which yep. helps a lot. But yeah, if you're on a, a deer drive or something like that, where you're you're hunting from the ground, I think that's when you can kind of get into. Speaking of deer drives, we hunted Wisconsin this year. Those guys really deer drive. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Never seen so many deer drives. <laughs> How many guys are they using? Oh, some groups would have ten. Some groups Holy would be three. Shit. But it's. Every single road. That's ridiculous. There's trucks parked on it, and they're driving, and they're just. Her and I were sitting in our deer stand. All you, you just hear people just hollering and hollering and hollering, and all of a you hear a couple gunshots, and it's like, geez, <laughs> how am I even supposed to shoot a deer out here? Yeah, we've seen one spike buck. That just doesn't even sound fun to me. Yeah, that's no, just like chaos. I'll hunt private if I hunt Wisconsin. Again. I remember getting roped into doing a drive. You know, I was low man on the totem pole. You're the one whatever. tromping yeah, through yeah. it all. And so even back then, like I didn't, I didn't even have a gun. If I, even if I wanted to gun hunt, so I had my bow out there, 
you know, and it's so funny listening to these other people like give me these false hopes, like, oh no, you you still got a shot at shooting something with that bow, you know? These deer try to sneak out sometimes, or if you see one, catch one, bed it down or something. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's like I knew they were pandering to me, but it's like whatever. I'm gonna be part of. It. I gotta pay my dues, right, yep. to this hunting group. So that means I gotta bust brush with a bow in my hands, and that's what I gotta do. <laughs> That was during that era, though, where I just didn't. I, I feel like they wouldn't want me on their drive team because that was. I was telling you guys before we started recording. Like I just, I went through a phase, like years and years and years, of not seeing a deer. Like when I went into the woods, deer didn't exist. They left I, the woods. I had just as much success hunting deer as I did hunting Bigfoot. Oh God! I saw as many. I saw as many. <laughs> <laughs> like it. They were mythical creatures. It was unreal. I always joked that it was like, so before my, this like cursed streak happened, I was bow. Oh, what do you got going on there? Might be snagged up. We'll check it quick. Be a fish, be a fish. Fish on? No? Something. Yes, no, something's going on. We got, we got. Some live action. Woo! Did he just get off? It's off. No! Third take. No! I was just getting ready to pull this other rod in. Oh, where's my lamp at? (sighs) Can't believe you messed that up, Cody. Hey, no. You had a real (laughs) big take earlier and you missed it. You know what? I'm I'm switching out this cut bluegill, freshen it up a little bit. There you go. Put a good one on here. Dang it, he was off for a minute, wasn't he? Yeah. Is that that circle hook that you hate? Yeah, I really, really <laughs> don't like circle hooks, you guys. Lots of guys out there swear by them, so I'm not going to argue that they're right or wrong. That's like that's like the only thing people use in salt is circle hooks pretty much. And the only thing I use circle hooks for is cut bait because it's just dead bait. I don't know. If I'm using, you know, live bait, which on a few of our other rods we have live bait, I uh I like the big river hook. Gamagatsu makes it, I believe. You know, the good part about like not circle hooks is like you actually still gotta set the hook and there's something really cool about setting the hook, especially on a big fish like that, and it just like stops. Like feels like you Yeah, it stops and your line and like, your line goes the other way. Yeah, but then it starts taking off like that's pretty cool. As far as like a circle hook where you just start reeling. And that's the thing is, if you set the hook, you yank it out of their mouth. Right. Yeah, you gotta let that hook turn and dig in. That's probably how you fucked it up. Probably. <laughs> well, I I literally don't have a bell on this rod, and I should. It's just a spin reel. A lot of our other rods have bait clickers on them. Right. Yeah. Well, you're doing. You just dial the dragway down. That's right. Poor man's bait clicker. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. What were we talking about before we so rudely interrupted? Uh, deer hunting, how you never deer see hunting. any. Oh, yeah, my curse. So how my curse started. So I go bow hunting up. It's how, like, I'm, dude, I'm broke as fuck. I was a broke-ass high school kid, right? I got a cheap-ass bow. I don't even remember the. Fred Bear. I, I'm not even sure it was that. Mm-hmm. Like, this was an 80s model something or other. Who the hell knows? Um. Like, I literally don't think it even had a name on it, like a brand name on it. Obviously, it, somebody made it, but I don't remember there being a logo on it. So, anyways, 
I'm up there, no sights or anything. I'm instinctively shooting this compound. Uh, I was actually pretty good at it. Uh, we'd be like shooting pop cans from across the barn and stuff. It was kind of fun. So I go out there. I have like the old army camo like hoodie. I'm digging it. I'm digging <laughs> it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and blue jeans. <laughs> no stand. Isn't like it funny I, how times have changed? I found this oak tree that had a little bit of a depression at the base of it. And I'm like, well, I can kind of sit in here. And so that, that my blue jeans shouldn't really, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'll just I'll be camoed from the waist up. This, this should work, you know. I didn't even think about, like, building a makeshift blind or something, which would have been a, probably been a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. Didn't do it. And uh, so I'm, you know, sitting down and watching. I had a really interesting morning because I see this big cat come out of the swamp and I'm like whose cat is that I don't recognize that cat as he gets a little closer I'm like Jesus fucking Christ that's a big cat well right about the time I realized it was a bobcat it takes off and it's like it goes after this red squirrel and there's just this like Loud, I bet. Commotion. Oh, commotion. A dog fight chase everywhere. Like, they're running around trees. Their shit's flying everywhere. Up a tree, down a tree, around a tree. And then the it runs up this tree right in front of me, and the the red squirrel, he loses it. And so this bobcat's just sitting here, hanging on this tree, like 20 yards from me. Just That's cool. Perfectly right there. I've, like, never, I've never seen anything like that. That was wicked. Like, it, it was super cool. I th- Season wasn't open on bobcats. This was like, you know, shortly after the bow season opened. So I don't, I don't think the season for bobcats opens till like October or something. So I couldn't. I, if the season would have been in, I would have stuck that thing right to that tree. Wouldn't have hesitated. That was a pretty cool pelt. <laughs> it would have been awesome. So that was. I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. So wood settles back down. An hour or so later, I, I, I catch a little movement and I look, and it's you know all the the little white flicker of a deer tail. You know, I'm yep. like, ooh, what was that? And I'm looking, and so I'm hunting the edge of this swamp, and there's, like, a really heavy deer trail right in the edge of the swamp, and there's, like, that, I don't know what they, they're dogwoods or whatever. They, I always call them, like, red willows. They're, like, they have the red bark, you know, yeah. grow on the edge of the swamps. And then they had that like behind Like red it, brush? And then could be, and then has the the swamp behind it. Yep. So here comes a deer coming up. The, he's not on the trail, though. At this point in time, I don't know. I just I know it's a deer. I don't know if it's a buck or a doe or whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm shooting it. <laughs> at this Need point some in time, tenderloins. Yeah, at this point in time, I'd never killed a deer yet. So I'm kind of getting ready. Blood's already. I'm like trying to calm myself down. Oh, now I, it picks its head up, and I see it's a really nice eight point, like a really nice eight point. I'm like, oh, now I'm really shaking. But I still have like he's working his way down that swamp, and I like have time. So I'm like. Talk to myself, calm myself down. I'm like, all right, get you, get your heart rate down. <laughs> let's, let's, you know, let's do this. And uh, right in front of me, I got. A, and so he's, like I said, he's not on the trail. He's on the back side of that brush. So I have no shot. But as right in front of me, there's a little window where there's no brush. It's just like opening right to the swamp. And so as he's walking, you know, he puts his head down either to browse or to sniff or to wherever he's. I'm, I'm guessing he's just browsing because yep. this is this is September. He's nowhere Early near still. nowhere near rut or anything like that. And so he's he's moving along at a pretty slow but steady pace. And when he puts his head down, I kind of you know change my position a little bit, and I'm like, he's walking straight for that opening. I'm like, all right, 
and he, he gets to the opening, or right before the opening, he puts his head down. I come to full draw, and I've already kind of got where I'm going to aim, where I think his shoulder is going to be when he steps out. His head comes up. He takes a few more steps. He gets to that gap, and he just turns, looks fucking straight at me, <laughs> just locked on to me. I'm like, and I'm at full draw. Like, <laughs> fuck. I can't move. I can't do shit. And he's, he needed to take, like, one, two steps max, oh, and I would no. have had a fucking shoulder. Oh, but I, no. right now I have nothing. There's a part of me that's like, I was really tempted to, to go for a neck shot just because as we were practicing prior to this, like, I was dead nuts on. Yep. But thankfully I didn't because I, like, with like nerves that. and everything else, like, it could have gone sideways really fast and. And he'd already picked his head up once and kind of looked and then put it back down. So I was like, "He'll as long as I don't move, he should do that again. Well, he did not. He, he snorted, was, stomped, got on there. straight back and the I'm way sure he came. Everybody knows what a deer stomp, snort smells yeah. like, or no, sounds like. <sighs> yeah, it sounds like heartbreak. <sighs> and uh, so that was that. And then after that, that literally is the last deer I saw while hunting for eight years. Oh no. So I was cursed a year per tine on that. It's probably a ghost buck and he probably just jinxed you. I think he did. There was like some Native American something going on there. Like I was <laughs> cursed. Like I was just cursed. And literally crazy that I would go out. I wouldn't jump a deer on my way to the stand. I wouldn't jump a deer on my way out in the dark. None of it. I wouldn't see a deer off in the horizon out of range. Like Deer did not exist when I went into the woods. Wow. It was the craziest thing. It was nuts. But fortunately, we've You've been able to get a few sets that. Yes. Good. Yes. 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 I've shot multiple does. I got a couple bucks now. Nothing braggable by any stretch of the imagination. But I've had, I've had opportunities, no missed shots. But I've had run-ins with different bucks, whether it's like should have been here at this time or actually saw one, but he never came in. Like I lived in Matamidi, and I was hunting down there, and there was a 10-pointer I was watching. I saw him multiple times, but never in range. And he, I kept seeing him next to this. He'd go past this one tree like every night. I was like, that's fucking it. I'm moving over there. I'm going to shoot this fucker. So I move over there. And where do I see him the next time I sit? Where you were sitting before? Right fucking underneath the tree I was just mad <sighs> for. Now, one could say, like, was he over there because he knew I wasn't? Would that have happened anyways had I not? You know what I mean? It, was it hard. could go every direction yeah, yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. Like, who, he could have been over there because there was a doe over there. Yeah, who knows? That was the fun part, though. I was like, I watched the legit rut in that woods with him in it. And there's these, there's like two, three of these young bucks. Just running these poor does ragged. Like Isn't that crazy? Tongue hanging out, oh, panting yeah. the whole nine yards. Like they're they, they can't walk anywhere. They're at a, these does are at a full sprint everywhere. They would stop and they're just panting. They look over the shoulder and they just take off. And sure enough, here comes this little like basket six, just like nose to the ground, just grunting the whole way. And then I see I see Big Daddy over there at ten point and he's just doing his thing. He's just watching. He's like Without a care in the world, wasn't he was just doing his own thing. wasn't 
And, and I guess I've heard, and this could be one of two things too, I guess. I've, I've heard now that there's like some big mature bucks that like they don't ever really breed. There's like they're just not, they just. Really? They're not interested. Yeah, I mean, just, you would think that he would be over there chasing them off. Right. But he, so it's either that or because it was pretty early in the pre-rut. So he might not have been ready yet. I I think he was like letting the young bucks tire these does out. He's like, all right, when you get them good and tired, I'm going to come in there. I'm going to kick your ass, and I want to fuck these rods and without doing any of the work. Yep. I, th- I think that was what his strategy was. Yeah. Because he was just like his whole body language was just super chill. Like he was not concerned. So, yeah, he would hear him go crashing through the woods. You know, he'd pick his head up, and he would literally just watch him. You know, you'd see his head pivot and everything, and then when they were out of the range, and he would just go back to doing what he was doing, working his ridge. But he never, he never gave me a shot opportunity. So, I've seen good bucks. I just haven't had the chance to loosen arrow on one yet. Yeah, it could be too that, you know, everyone likes either the brunettes or the blondes, the redheads. <laughs> he could have been, he could have been be. waiting, he could have been waiting for his yeah, own, the, more, his, more, the doe he wanted. Wasn't his type. Maybe he was taken. Maybe he was a monogamous deer. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you <laughs> never know. <laughs> Maybe he was like, no, no, my girl's back at home, bedded <laughs> at the home swamp. And I'm good. I'm just here having a beer today. That's right. I just, I got to eat, you know, I got to gotta go for a little walk. But no. Uh, hot, like, did that, is, like, shooting that big buck last year, is that, like, are you more fired up about hunting now? <laughs> Or are you kind of like, it ain't getting any better than this? No. <laughs> I'm more fired up. You know, I, I tell people left and right, I'm shooting for a bigger buck. <laughs> Good luck. And that's what everybody <laughs> tells me. But you have to have goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not going to, if if I'm going to put the deer on the wall, I'm not going to pass them up. So then, you know, there's a chance I'm not shooting a bigger one that year. <laughs> right. I mean, you're not going to pass, like... No. You're not passing up a 160. No. Just because you Never. got a 180 on the wall already. Like, that'd be silly. Exactly. And a shooter, is, a shooter is a shooter. Yeah. I mean, a 186-inch buck. God. Giant. But there's Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> it only takes, like, four years to get in. And they charge way too much. That's, I mean, that's Iowa too. can get fucked. I, I That irritates me how they, they treat their deer down there it's like come on dude they're not made of gold like but i guess it keeps the riffraff out right that and i've heard a guy sitting on you know specific chunks of state land in iowa and they see eight ten bucks a night just none of them are the big shooters sure yeah that's crazy yeah but well if you like corn I'm, that's a good spot for you yeah i'm a meat hunter so that's all right too. i know some Everyone. people hate that term but it's like do i want to shoot a big buck absolutely there's people that want to get in and out and, you know, and I go pass, fishing. And I honestly, I pass a lot of small bucks. Yep. Like I do. Uh, I let them walk. Now, if I get towards the end of the season, and for me, end of the season is like right before firearm season because I don't yep. gun hunt. And my land gets super shitty after firearm season. Really? I don't know if it's a food source change or the pressure or what it is, but. Yeah, I like my. I just stop seeing deer even on my cameras, even at night. Like they just a lot of it could be food source. Yeah, I think they. They'll I think right the about that is. time they start switching their food source, and I just don't see it much anymore. So, I know guys the, that leave forty acres of food out just for deer. The closer I get to firearm season, the more 
or actually the less picky I get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which which is I don't little, blame you either. Which is a little bit of a catch twenty two because now you're getting into pre rut and rut. Yeah, you know, depending on the year. Yeah. So it's like that really is my best chance of seeing a good buck, but uh, yeah. Well, when I get like my last the weekend before firearm opener here in Minnesota, it's like I'm shooting whatever I have a chance to shoot. What I really prefer, and this hasn't worked out for me the last couple of years, but generally had up to that point had been working really good, is I would shoot a doe early. Yep. Well, that's perfect for me. Once I get a doe in the freezer, I pretty much eat a deer a year. Yep. So once I know I have venison, well, now I can be picky. Oh, yeah. And now I don't get to – I'll hunt straight up to firearm season. It's a I'll lot easier to pass Basket sixes and little tiny eights and stuff go, and I will hold out for a little bit better deer. Am I waiting for a 200? No. I just want a, you know, like a nice Eater. Minnesota eight. Oh, you know, like you a, a mature – doesn't have to be, you know. If it was 120, I'm, I'm shooting it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a good deer I mean, in my book. My first nice buck was 100 and, you know, nice buck quotes was a 118 inch 10 pointer yeah which i was happy you know i'm for sure shooting that oh yeah why (laughs) you know in years past i probably would have passed them up now but i'm for sure shooting that deer but i don't know we'll we'll see what happens and we both know right during deer season is when the biggest waterfall push in minnesota oh yeah oh for sure i mean you sit in your stand you see 200 geese even in a spot without geese there's 200 geese that fly by you. We're moving. It's never fails. You can't you can't do everything. As much as I hate that, I've I've come. I try down. it and I just fight myself every year. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because you'll you'll like I think the geese are gonna move tomorrow. I'm not gonna sit in the stand. I'm gonna go goose hunting, and then you don't see a fucking goose. And the but whole the time buck you're ran in, by your stand. Well, I mean, it, whether it did or didn't, but the whole time you're out there goose hunting, in the back of your mind, you're just like, fuck, I should be in the stand right now. Or the <laughs> fall feed bags around. I was just gonna say, or it's like big bass are just putting on the oh, pounds. P- walleyes, you mean? Oh no! Oh. oh no! I didn't say walleyes. Dang! Oh. Stop! <laughs> Stop. I normally like your content, Cody, but you do have a tendency to fish for walleyes sometimes. I don't know why. I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I, just I like toothy critters. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's like every fish. Even bass have teeth. They're just not big. Yeah, I mean, if you can get your hands on a flathead tonight, I mean, you, you've caught them, right? You've yeah. had them in the yeah. boat. Oh, no, I've caught, I've caught them before. You know what their mouths are like. Yeah, big There's giant no. sandpaper pads. Nope. And but then... I think channels tear you up way more, dude. I, I think you're right. Like they seem to have more jaw strength. Almost. Something I don't know if the way you can grip a flathead or what it is. Yeah, um, I don't. know. Maybe we'll get a chance here. Hello, come here. We start bite. <laughs> start talking some catfishing. Seriously. So how long have you been doing the catfish game? Oh, three years probably. Oh, really? Yeah. That's relatively new. You've had, I think, a fair amount of success in this yeah. short period of time. <laughs> you know, we've gotten. 51 pounder, 48 pounder. That's such a big fish. A couple over 40. So I have not done that. I was I was like really into catfishing many many moons ago. Didn't fish from boat though. I was always shore shore angler and I'd caught a few like teen. Which know, is a beautiful fish. Teen pounds flats, but nothing like giant. But 
did hook up a couple times to like freight trains. You just they just ran, and there's nothing you can do, and then the hook just pops out. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, and I'll I'll argue that a flathead is the apex predator of any, you know, of the waters up here in Minnesota. Yeah, they're like we were talking earlier that at the very least they're tied with like a muskie because I yep. mean they once they get to that like. Well, even twenty pound. Once they get to that thirty pound mark, they can eat whatever they want. Like they can yeah. eat a five pound bass, like literally without everyone thinks even these, thinking about it. Everyone thinks the muskies are eating the walleyes. You might want to check yeah. the flatheads. <laughs> yeah, maybe the flats are chowing them down. But uh, don't get me started on that nonsense. It's ridiculous. But um, <laughs> the, the flats, just like the way their mouth is built, like the, their head is so massive. Like oh yeah. They're, made, really, they're 40, made to eat an 8-pound, 10-pound sheep. Yeah, I was just going to say. Like it a, a, can happen. They could eat a 10-pound fish, no problem. A 40, 50-pound flathead, not a problem. One big giant meal, and they're good. <sighs> it's kind of like muskies and big pike. You know, they don't eat a lot. They eat, like, one big meal once a week. And that's why, like, if I'm fishing pike in the winter, out of everybody I know, I'm running the biggest sucker minnows on my tip-ups even, you know, because... And yeah, it's fun to catch fish, but I want to catch the big ones. Right. I don't want to catch hammerhand. I, you know, I don't eat a lot of pike. I'm rather I'm catching lease. Everyone golfs for fun. I fish for fun. You know? Right. <laughs> I don't golf for fun either. That's the <laughs> yeah, other thing. Yeah, I don't thing. golf. I will not walleye swing a club. Wal- I put walleye fishing and golf in the same category. Ooh. No, that's that's not true. Actually, if I had to pick, I would golf's fish. a little better, right? I would, <laughs> no, actually, no. I would I would go walleye fishing before I golf. I'm terrible at golf. Absolutely terrible. And I usually get really irritated. Yeah. I'll have, like, I'll go into it super nonchalant. Like, I'm just going to drink beer and have fun, hang out with the guys. That's all fine and great. Until I have, like, one good drive or one good putt or something good will happen just enough. I'm like, oh, maybe I can do this. So then I start trying. Then I get, Then the competitiveness comes out. And then I'm shitty. So then, of course... You s- the wheels the completely th- oh, fall yeah. off. I'm getting ready to break clubs, and then I end up leaving the green just super pissed off, thinking, well, that was a fucking waste of a day I could have been fishing. And unless there's, like, major mechanical issues on my boat, I... Would rather fish over everything. I, I don't leave a day of fishing pissed off, even if I didn't catch anything. Yep, that's like, pretty true. That's not the case with golf. Like, I can honestly say 99% of the times that I have left a golf course i was in a bad mood (laughs) (laughs) my first time golfing i swung the club and the club went flying out of my hands because it was a little wet (laughs) yeah but so now i fish to be fair i've dropped rods in the water too so shit happens but you want to know i literally lost a rod and reel like i dropped it over the gunnel really and you want to know how that happened how Trolling for fucking walleyes. Oh, there you I go. I literally fell asleep. I'm always sitting there pulling Lindy Riggs' hand <laughs> over the side of the boat. I'm always like, what happens if I drop this on you ha- accident? I learned you, ha- you have to hold, you inside have to the hold boat. it inside the boat. You have to. Like, uh, This is not a joke. It's not hyperbole. I literally like nodded off. Trolling. Which is easy to do. Trolling when, for fucking walleyes. When it's 70 degrees out and you're in a boat. Yeah, sun's shining. It's a beautiful oh, day. You're sleeping. You got the bail open. You got the finger, you know, lines on your <laughs> finger trying to detect that subtle bike because you're dragging rigs around. And you're just like, nothing's happening because it's walleye fishing. And then, yeah, I mean, I just, I did the, the head knob, but my, like, hand just relaxed and bloop. Dang. 
I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed because it was like the, that was like the most exp- at that point it's the most expensive reel I bought. It was a Pinnacle. Really, it's called the Pinnacles. Like one of the first uh, spin cast reels that had anti reverse on it, like instant anti reverse, yeah. not like you know that little back plate like the old rods used to have. Like this was the first one that came out with like instant anti reverse, and it was awesome. In the bottom of Lake Vermilion. Wow. For those little walleyes too. We're so mad. What's that? For those little walleyes. Yeah, too? we didn't catch shit. That was the other thing. It was stupid. God. That, there's the birthplace of my hatred for walleye fishing right there. It just doesn't excite me. I mean, to, to be fair, I don't mind jigging for them because it's, at that point, it's like bass fishing. Yeah. Like, it's fun. You're casting. You're working. You're, you know, you got contact with the bottom. You're you're paying attention. You're feeling, you know, like, that's that's fun. Which it, it, I think if you don't know how to jig fish, you should really practice it and figure it out because it is it is fun for anything really yeah it and is fun you like, really learn fishing. rod control yeah it, and it's like learning what's on the bottom of that lake through what you feel mm-hmm. coming to, like my own soft bottom is the sand is that a rock is that a weed is that a and you can take that from wood. lake to lake to lake to lake right river yeah. whatever yeah like no I, I agree like you get on a good jig bite i i will admit that's pretty fun oh just saying opening fishing i'm out there tossing jigs yeah, I don't get fired up about opening fishing. For one, it's always a shit show at a boat ramp. I usually I usually try to find some out-of-the-way little tiny lake where it's only, like, I can just go bass fishing and be left alone. Mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with the circus at the boat ramp of people that only back their boat down once a year. That's, I, oh, I, I can't I mean, I sit there and shit. crack a beer and watch it. <laughs> That's what should do. We've always, a uh, buddy of mine have talked about, like, we should do a Memorial Day. Maybe we'll do it for July, I know. Like, just literally cool your beer. Lawn chairs at the ramp, podcast equipment set up, and just do the play-by-play of <laughs> uh, people listen to it of the shit show. I like go Facebook Live or something. It would just I think it would be hilarious. Yeah, go to Min- Minnetonka. Or yeah, some you gotta Mille go Lacks. some Dude, some busy place. There's so yeah. many boats to hit up Mille Lacs. But I see, I wouldn't really go to Mille Lacs because for the most part, you have fishermen on Mille Lacs. I mean, yeah, a lot of eighty thousand dollar boats. Generally, and- they are better than average at backing up boats. Now, you want to go to a wreck lake where you got little Timmy's using dad's giant wake boats never backed in a trailer Minnetonka, in his prior entire life. White Bear. That's what you want. That's the shit show you think. <laughs> That's the circus right there. <laughs> oh, fucking hate wake boats, too. So I don't expect a lot. No offense to anybody. I don't expect a lot of people in the city to back up a trailer either. Yeah, I, it's. I don't know. I've done it so many times now. I it's hard for me to like keep myself in check and mocking people. It's like, hey, everybody starts out somewhere, right? Oh yeah. This, it's, I have to remind myself to have patience when I see people just doing the backup, 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 pull forward, backup. It's like, oh my god. It happens to everyone. I've had my I have my moments of weakness where somehow you're just like, what? Why can't I? Like you just bad day your brain's just not switched on you're like why am i struggling so much (laughs) get this damn trailer back then uh and then i've had issues in drive-thrus before with boats yeah i feel like it should be a state law in minnesota at least that if your fast food restaurant is within 30 miles of a lake 
you need to accommodate for a bolt. <laughs> your drive-through. For, you need a boat lane, a trailer lane. Cause some of them are just too tight. There's no way you can get. Oh yeah. There's no way you can get through. Sucks. And then I want McDonald's. I want McDonald's. I don't want to go to the next town and look for a drive-through that can accommodate. And then all they have is a Burger King. <laughs> well, I'll eat Burger King too. I'm not that picky. <laughs> I don't know. I really like Big Macs. I mean, I, the only the only reason I go to McDonald's for the fries. I want to be brutally honest. Oh, Their burgers right. aren't that good. I mean, I eat them. Don't I get me think wrong. the burger is burger. Yeah. Well, I might not be. Like I said, don't get me wrong. I I go to McDonald's more than I go to anywhere else. I eat their burgers, but I really only go there for the fries. <laughs> yep. And there's a little bit of like uh, the fries have to be done right. Like I've had some disappointing McDonald's experiences where it wasn't like the fries weren't salted enough and they're bland. That's yeah. terrible. Sometimes I've had them where they're salted way too much and like burn your tongue. Then sometimes they're not either they're not they're cooked soggy. enough. Yeah, they're soggy. That really pisses me off. Just full oil. Especially when I like the only reason I'm going there is for these fucking fries. And then when you don't get them the way you want them, it's like wasted. I could have went somewhere else. <laughs> I could have got an actual burger somewhere else. But well, now true. here I am eating a subpar burger and even more subpar fries, and I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first world problem. Yes. <laughs> do something. Get these fish to bite, dude. I'm thinking about maybe switching spots. Ooh, How hard is that to something? do? Are we able to pause yeah. this whole thing? Yeah, I, we can do whatever we'll you do want. do a few more minutes. Yeah. We're actually – I've never seen more than one boat out here. Oh. And you guys, we have six to seven boats out on a quarter mile river. It's is it even a quarter mile? I don't no, it's probably it's this one pool. Like it's not So we're really, you know What are we, two hundred yards from that boat? We're like two hundred yards from every other boat. It's crazy. I bet I bet yeah. And I'm not hearing splat, like nobody's catching anything. No. Which again, the spawn. Yeah, we're going we're totally calling it spawn. But, you know, let's talk catfish a little bit. Oh, you know what we talked about earlier was uh, how you kind of don't hunt Minnesota much for waterfall anymore. Like, you <laughs> yeah. go to Wisconsin. I, which Not Wisconsin. Oh, not Wisconsin? Oh, you go to North Dakotas? Dakota. Oh, you go to the Dakotas. Well, yeah. that makes sense. But My, you can only, get, have a, you only a, get two weeks out there. So you have your early season, which does not count toward your two weeks. True. So, I mean, it can go... You can, it's how you play your cards, really. Yeah. But oh, I can no. shoot enough ducks and geese out there to make it through two Get years your for fix. me. You're yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Well, well that's so what I was going to propose to you. Not, well, I can not propose, but it's like, will you still haunt Wisconsin? Because now that Minnesota has a five honker limit all season long, yep. are you? would you st- – for some reason I thought you were hunting Wisconsin. Is so. Wisconsin th- – my buddy hunts I think Wisconsin. it's just three. Yeah, I think they upped it though two years ago now. It used to be two. Yeah, it used to be two. Yeah, yeah. now it's three. Now it's three. Which I'm sure they this seems silly, but that one bird makes all the difference in the world. Oh yeah. Because when it was two, we were like, I ain't doing all that work for two because you can get it in one volley. I mean, technically you could get three in one volley, but it's that doesn't happen very often where you no. go one, two, three. You know, so at least you're spreading it out to like two. Yep. You know, couple flocks coming. Yeah, in. couple working, a couple flocks instead of what being one and done. You know. Yeah. But I feel like that five limit is gonna kind of enter into like where we hunt now. It's like, 
If you can shoot your five. Well, that's the thing. It's like even though they raise it to five, I think. I know. I think we're most not all times Hines you're not going to be getting. You're not going to be getting limits. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We all know how many keys Joe can yeah, knock Joe down. Smashes. Because he can call. That's I need to work on my calling, and I just never do. That's my problem. I should be in the garage just ripping on it. Yeah, I'm not too hot either. But, I'm, you know, I'd say I'm better than the average goose hunter. I feel like I get it done. but You can you can shoot every goose out there with a cluck and a moan. Yeah, but I've hunted with these guys that, you know. Isn't that insane? David Goose and Nick Johnson, and it's like, dude. I don't even like. I'm not even bringing my call out here. This is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, if, so I'm, if I'm one of new guys, I don't. It's hard for me to even pull my call out. Yeah, but I'm self-conscious or whatever. You know. Yeah, I need to. I I really should be like practicing. I have like zero excuse. I do podcast with Nick Johnson, who teaches how to blow a short <laughs> read yeah. goose call, and I don't don't take advantage of it because I'm uh, basically an idiot. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Back to the whole, I'm gonna hunt, be hunt North Dakota mainly is the pressure. I mean, we pull up this opener, we pull up to the lake, we got there at like midnight, one o'clock. There's already five boats in the ramp. Yeah, it's like holy. So next year I'm coming here, I'm hunting the same lake because there's a whole bunch of ducks. You know, you gotta hunt the rice. I'm gonna get there at nine o'clock. <laughs> and see what happens. And we're going to dangle a bunch of lights out where we're hunting and go sit on shore and maybe have a campfire. I don't know what we're going to do, but the we'll move, plan it. Here, here's the move that I learned when I was hunting uh, um, pretty pressure water. There there was um, a WMA that I used to really like to hunt. And did it actually did pretty good on it. I would get there super early, like one thirty, two thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. get everything set up, not, de- not putting decoys up, but get the boat, off the trailer, everything in it, ready to rock and roll, waders on, all of it. And then I would go sit in my truck, and I would nap. And then as soon as I saw headlights, hop out, lock the vehicle, jump in the boat, and take off. That way I'm not sitting out in the on water, the lake in the boat. waiting for five fucking hours. And then a one boat comes by, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this way I can, like, take, you know, kind of sleep with one eye or one ear open. In the truck and mm-hmm. until you see that, you know, first bit of competition. And then you, then you jump out because everything's ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You just jump in the boat and go. That actually worked out pretty slick. It, it worked out more times than it didn't. The one time I got there kind of late and somebody beat me to the landing, I was like, fuck. It was a, it was a south wind, I remember right. And there's a certain part in this WMA, it was like an island in the middle where it's like you can – pretty much hunt any wind it's just like where you because then like position on cattail island. island and had like a pocket in the middle so you could kind of go whichever side you wanted that was like the spot everybody wanted to be at mm-hmm. so i was like ah oh, fuck and that guy already had his boat in and he was rowing as a wma so no motors you know so he's rowing out there and i'm like i'm starting to get ready i'm like fuck where am i gonna hunt now because it's like i'm not he's headed right for the good spot mm-hmm. you know i'm like god damn it he shoots past it it goes all the way to the north end. It's a south wind. Oh, no. What the fuck is he doing? A lot of people don't know that stuff, So though. I'm like, well, whatever. <laughs> so I went and I got my spot, and I proceeded to shoot some birds, and I don't even think he fired a shot. And he, and he beat me to the lake that day. Like, where are you going, dude? Player You're wind? literally hunting with the wind in your face. 
Oh, well. Can't fix stupid. And that's how you get your spot. I guess. I guess. Uh, I haven't I've, I haven't hunted that lake in, like, many, many, many years now. I kind of feel like hunting it out on nostalgia's sake. Try it. Remember, cool. guys, wind to your back. Yeah, or crosswind. Or crosswind. Whatever works. You just position your spread accordingly. Now, the caveat to that, and this is um, pertinent because uh, Minnesota got a teal season this year. I have seen on multiple occasions that the side of the lake you want to be on when you're hunting teal is with the wind in your face. Really? Depending on the lake, especially if you're out west, these shallow like ponds or lakes, whatever, and they get a lot of wind action, those teal go to that windy side and they feed right in I bet. the froth. Like right where those waves are crashing and they've got all the bottom stirred up and the organisms and all the aquatic bugs and stuff, like they beeline right to They just and they're like, as soon as they hit the water, they just start feeding. Well, the western Minnesota, there's so many lakes with shrimp. Yeah, and I'm and sure all those shrimp are just piled up right there on that windy oh, side. Oh, yeah. So I haven't seen a lot of other ducks do that. I've seen mallards do that in really heavily pressured areas, and I think they just go there by default. It's yep. the only side of the lake they don't get shot at. Yep. Um, but I've l- legitimately seen on multiple occasions – teal go to the windy side just to feed so but even in that thing i would try to set up on a crossing shot rather than have the wind in my face yeah but that's a hard shot teal are already fast coming screaming down wind at you right Right at you fuck that would suck i don't know if i'm gonna take part in that teal season to be honest like the way that i don't remember what the dates are exactly but it's the same time as early goose so i mean if goose season's open i'm shooting geese yeah i don't yeah, well, teal tastes really good, though. Yeah, they're all right. Make some duck poppers or Canada, something. Canada geese taste good, too. Oh, yeah. I think all my wa- washer fowl. Oh. I have a pellet grill. We have a Traeger at home, pellet grill. Mm-hmm. And you can't beat throwing goose breasts on there and grill on them. No. They're I delicious. Did, honestly, last night I pulled out a couple snow goose breasts from the spring and cooked them up. I had the house to myself. Normally I can't get other people to eat it, so I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to have some. Goose breast tonight. Snow goose, all that belongs in his goose sticks. Stop it. <laughs> Snow geese are so much better than Canada geese. They're oh. so much better. They're like right up like in the hierarchy of goose flavor. Specs are probably the best, and the snows are right behind them. And then it's every other goose. And now don't get me wrong, I like Canada's too, but snow geese are great. <laughs> they're I think they're more tender. I think they have a better flavor. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I, I'm i sure a lot of the guys will argue with you. I guarantee you a lot of guys are arguing. <laughs> I guarantee you a lot of guys are wrong. I know a ton of people that's like, oh, you only jerky your sticks or whatever. Then you start talking to them like, have you ever actually just ate it? Or you're just repeating bullshit <laughs> because I used to repeat bullshit. I did the same thing. I Everybody remember, does. It's what they hear. Right. I remember a time I went out, we shot snow geese, I came back home, I like cubed them up. I just, I just cooked them up quickly literally for dog treats i wasn't gonna eat them mm-hmm. and i had them sitting i just cooked them as sitting in bowl we had a bunch of family come over and my brother-in-law and niece were like what's that i'm like oh it's snow goose i cooked it up for the for dog treats they're like oh and they tried one like oh this is pretty good i was like what they could not keep their hands out of that bowl so you're saying the dog didn't get any 
Oh, the dog still got some because I made a fuck ton of it. Oh. Um, just to use it up, I didn't want it to go to waste. You know, mm-hmm. I kill these things. I'm gonna utilize them, right? Yep. It's still it's still legal to feed them to your dog. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not wasting it. It's nope, not wasting yep. it at all. Um, so I had and I had that idea in my head, and it wasn't because of my own experience. It's just people called them sky carp. They said they're terrible. So like, I didn't even try them. So it was until many many years later where I. I learn the error of my ways and now i cook them like they're awesome they make such bomb ass tacos really yeah i've yet to make tacos for somebody snow goose tacos for somebody that didn't rave about them the the most staunch um doubters um and it's fast it's so quick that people that listen to this podcast have heard me talk about it at nauseam but now when I go out with certain people, they're like, you're making goose tacos. Like, <laughs> we, I'm looking forward to this meal now. Like, it's so good. It's so good. God, now I want to go home and make goose tacos. Tomorrow. I'm going to take some more breasts out, I guess. So good. Yeah, I cut them up in, like, fajita, like fajita strips. Oh, yeah. Really good. And you flash fry them. I mean, like, three minutes. You're but you really don't have to cook them long. No, you don't want to cook them long because they'll overcook. And when you have them cut, thin they cook really fast so like you literally you're just browning it mm-hmm. brown it brown it take it off the heat and then you make your taco taco sauce gravy you know mm-hmm. got some i chop up onions and garlic and whatever else and then have your fixes on the counter bada bing bada boom 15 minutes you're eating and you just throw the right at the end you kill the heat throw the meat back in the sauce just to kind of warm it up mm-hmm. and that's it you don't want to cook it anymore it's just it's so tender delicious ah so good. So good. My mouth is kind of watering. <laughs> you got the, we can make hot dogs. You brought yep. the grill. Yep. I don't know. You got to have the grill. What is this? Somebody calling it? So there's actually been or a Or is that a new boat? No. That's a new boat. No, is it? No. There's been a couple boats pulled out already. I swore I saw a boat on the back of that trailer. Oh, maybe not. That boat is right there on shore. Maybe they're loading up. I want this guy in front of us to get out of here. Get out of our spot? Yeah. <laughs> He's literally sitting right on there. There's something out here in the middle of the river. I don't know what it is. There's something in the middle in 20 feet of water, and the fish love it. And I catch fish on it all the time. And he's, like, anchored on top of it. Son of a bitch. And then you get what? Is that finally some people on land there? I think that's that boat. Those three lights? Yeah. Pretty sure. Hmm. They're flickering almost like it's campfire or something but it's not I don't think oh yeah he's back on a trailer down you hear loading up I'm talking just to the left of there there's three lights there right there or right there nope to the left to the yep left. oh okay maybe I they think are. there's people on shore oh right maybe there. they are on shore I thought that was a boat but you might be right I wonder how bright that nah, I'm not turning them on uh, well I don't know well should we I'm thinking about maybe moving back out to deeper water. We yeah. actually moved up shallow. To well, what? We're in six uh, feet of water. Yeah, let's go check it out. All right, I need something. So, all, all right. right, we'll tune back in then. All right. All right, reset up back to our original spot. Yeah, we're at the OG spot. The deep water channel. We yeah. just fired up the grill. We also already had a one take. We got some. Yeah, we did. We're like, I was like, "Come on, fish!" And I was like, "Let go!" Then he dropped it. So what does that make? Four, 
Four hits. hits. Yep. No fish. We're doing good. We're crushing it. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't really sound like any of the boats are having action, so. Yeah, I can see one, two, three boats for sure still. A couple people on shore now, so we'll see what happens. So what do you, like, are you, are you going to, like, catfish the rest of the summer, or do you start fishing walleyes, or, like, what do you? I'm, this summer I'm going to catfish. I'm gonna, That's pretty much what you're doing. That's my goal. You're going to be a. We need some water, though. Yeah. These rivers are just about out of water. Yeah, we could use some rain. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. I don't know how much, but it is definitely dry here in the great state of Minnesota. That is for sure. Yeah, St. Croix is almost at a record lower. Is Minnesota has a few more feet to go. Mississippi is almost at a record low. Did we just have a rod move? That's ticking. <laughs> oh, that one right here. What's on that one? Cut. That's cut? Yeah. Let's see. It's bouncing a little bit, but I don't know if it's... Hopefully not snagged. I can take the bell. Yep. Take that bell off there. Let's see. He's about to set the hook in either a fish or a rock. Right? Well, I'm going to tighten up the drag. I ain't setting shit. Yeah, I've set the hook a couple times without the drag tight. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a fish out there, but we're going to find out. I gave him some slack. I did the old walleye routine. Uh, what is it? Is this a circle hook? Yeah. All right, so I'm just going to reel. Oh, there ain't nothing there. I can feel it already. Felt the bump on the bottom. Could have just been the sinker rolling a little bit, but feels like there's still bait on it. Oh yeah. Yes sir. If you whip it like a little bit closer to shore. Alright. Where all the rocks are? Yeah. Good spot. Put that. Might as well talk a little bit about catfish. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, Walkester. What? So what? What are you looking for when you're scouting for fish, or when you're looking at? Well, how do you do it? You look at maps. Do you look at? You just take a dry run on the river. What's so your? I'm definitely not a pro, and you know I learn a lot of stuff from. I just talk to a lot of people, learn stuff from them, and then you know put it together. So what I've been doing is. First off, you want to figure out, do you have a, is the river deep where you are or is it shallow? All right, so where we are, we're in a pretty deep little, little stretch. South of here, it's shallow for miles on end. But uh, I'm fishing this little bit deeper stuff. So I run side, side imaging, down imaging, everything. And I'm looking for out in the main channel, main current, anything on the bottom that could hold a fish typically like every other fish you're trying to fish for really and you know if I don't succeed with something on the bottom like that next thing I'm going to be looking for is rocks or timber typically and you know a tree that just fell a month ago I'm not even going to look at it I'm not even going to think about fishing it I want to find the older 
washed out wood that's been there because catfish they're territorial they'll live in the same area year after year after year and I really don't think we know a lot about the flathead catfish in general they've done some you know studies down south but anyways after that I like to fish current and you know I might switch the order up to you know I don't have a favorite. I've caught a lot of fish this year out of 20 feet of water, though. I do know that. Nice. Off nice. stuff out in the mi- middle of the river channel. And uh, it also goes river by river. Here in Minnesota, the, your three rivers are your, your Mississippi, St. Croix, Minnesota River. Minnesota River, I'm typically just going to be fishing wood, which there's guys that fish current and everything out there, too. Every, I mean, every river. And then, you know, when it comes down to bait, I love sucker minnows. That's my favorite. The issue with them, they're not hardy. They're not strong. Bullheads, people love them. You've used them. Yeah, I've had success with them. You can't kill the damn things. They just keep kicking, keep kicking. So if if I'm going to the Minnesota River, even pool two, you got dirty water, I'm going to have bullheads in my... I have two bait coolers. One's going to have bullheads in it. Because in that dirty water, you know, fish, they can feel anything that's around them. Well, if that bullhead's down, they're just kicking and kicking. They're going to feel it. They're going to come eat it. Where on the Croix, which is probably the cleanest river, I'd say, I think their number, their two food sources mainly they eat is sheephead and sucker. Well, I want them to be able to see it. And I'm typically have the biggest sucker I can find, you know, when I can find them. Is that ticking Aren't they again? baby carp? Probably should, right? I bet. They gotta. I know the Minnesota River's full of them. So, then again, I've never caught a flathead on any river but this river. <laughs> channels on both <laughs> yeah. the other rivers. You hammer yeah. the channels. I've caught most of my flats have all come out of the Mississippi, but that's where I fished, so. <laughs> mm. Everyone has their favorite I river. don't know that I've actually f- fished the Minnesota. Uh, oh, Yes, I have. I have fished in Minnesota. Cut bait, though. I was going for channels. A lot so. of guys like the Minnesota River. Yeah, there's it's legendary for big flatheads, oh, yeah. for sure. All the way down the state, too, yeah. as far as you can follow the river. Yeah. But, you know, I live closest to the Karai. I can use two lines. If I'm on Wisconsin side, I can use bluegill. That's why I come here. That's yeah. my main that's, that's pretty Not because cool. I destroy them. Right. Pool two down in... You know, St. Paul, actually tonight they have a whisker run out there for catfishers. 47 boats signed up and 38 showed up last I heard. So I have a buddy or That's two That's a lot. There. That's actually kind of a lot. Yeah. People fish. Especially because I think, I don't know the exact rules on it, but I'm pretty sure they all launched the same bridge. At oh, four, really? Like 494 there. That Wakota Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, that's like where I used to fish. Which you can catch fish up and down that river. This thing in here without burning myself. You want a light? I think I just did it on accident. <laughs> oh no! Oh, let's not uh. Quite. Oops. What? What do you want to do? Oh, there's legs on it. Oh, there is. You might be melting the carpet. Oh fuck! Just I am. Little, just a little bit. I'm just wrecking your boat. I didn't even think about that. That's all right. It's a good thing you mentioned that. Otherwise, we would have no carpet there. Yeah, we'd have burnt the boat to the ground. All right. All right. <laughs> God, I'm glad you noticed that. I mean. There's some damage done. 
I don't care. It's just a little bit of carpet. I literally go buy a four foot, but twelve foot chunk of it. Ugh, I gotta get off my seat because I'm guessing the hot dogs are in here. Yeah. <laughs> get big for them. You, uh, want, you want to cook up those rotten night crawlers? Yeah, we could add that as a little side. <laughs> Crisp them up. Oh, there's, oh, we got smash buns. That's perfect. <laughs> hey, we're catfishing. We're doing good. We're doing good. Just kidding. That is not a real bill. I know. That's that's us moving around. That ain't. Unfortunately, that's not a fish. I don't think. Definitely not. Come on, fish. Last time I said that, we got bit. Come on, fish. Might have to do this again. <laughs> What's that? Come back up catfish and do this podcast. Oh, yeah. Do over. Ah, sorry. We'll just do another one. I mean, I'll gladly go catfishing again. That's not going to. That's not. Don't have to pull my arm too hard for that. Yeah, the first time I tried the fishing and podcasting thing, we didn't catch that many fish either. It's the curse. It's like going Facebook Live. You can just be hammering fish. Oh, yeah. Hammering them. Beating them off. Dude, stick on your line. You hit that go live button and Where crickets. Are the fish? <laughs> just, just gone. Forget it. That was stupid. All right, hot dogs are rolling. I like to have them out there too. This is the life. It wakes you up a little bit cooking. Eating. Oh yeah, it's the saliva flowing. Wakes you up. Change a little change of scenery. Change a change of uh, situation. Another reason we probably might not be catching them is we went from 93 degrees Friday. To yeah. like seventy something I mean, today was the high. Yeah, that that could it is. I mean, it technically, feels, it's a it cold feels front. really good. Yeah, for us, <laughs> it's like super refreshing. It's not humid, it's slightly it's, cool. I got sweatshirt on. I'm kind of chilly. You're in shorts and t-shirt, which I'm usually just a freeze baby. I would be freezing right now. I feel like if I was you right now, that would be the bugs are not bad. Usually bugs. they are one million times worse. Yes, yeah, bugs really aren't bad. I do have the thermosil going, but just in general, like when we, when we're moving spots and you have the the spotlights going, the headlights going. It, you don't even see that many bugs yeah. in the light, really. Not you, you've been bull fishing. You know, oh, yeah. you know oh, what the bugs are like. It gets bad. <laughs> it's like you can't even breathe. Like, no, literally, ridiculous. you don't want to breathe because you'll inhale. Like, just. I remember last year I was fighting. Biomass. I was fighting my 51-pounder, and right away, you know, you turn the headlamp on. Right away, just I had a bug in my eye. The rest of the off. night, this bug was in my eye. It <laughs> ah, <that> sucks. <laughs> You can't do much. <laughs> no. Safety glasses, maybe. Yeah. So now that you've got your spot set up, you're running pretty standard catfish rig. You got, you know. Like Two, three, four-ounce sinker. No roll sinkers. Yep, no rolls. We're in a boat. We're not offshore, but either way, it doesn't matter. No. I like those no roll sinkers, though. And They're nice. You know, I'm not a fan of circle hooks, but on all my cup bait, I'm running circle hooks. It's just how how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> and then, I typically, on my back rods, you know, if I have double hook rigs, a, a quick strike, but with single hooks. And 
so the one rod for sure is, has my biggest minnows on it. And then it, the next rod over, if it doesn't have a double hook, it has just a single with a, and I'll run with a little bit smaller sucker. You never know what they want, really. Yeah. And we got a couple bluegills down. Is that one there? Gill? This one's a gill. What's on that one there? This is the cut bluegill. That's gill. cut bait. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You're live? To, trying to cover. Yeah, I got a live one on that one. Trying to cover the bases here. Except the crawlers got fried today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those are nasty. <laughs> when you leave crawlers out in the sun, it's it does. It They're ends, in a cooler all day. It just it ends poorly. Typically, or there wasn't really any ice in there. Oh well, that's a problem too. Yeah, but it's kind of an important piece of the puzzle. And if we were using crawlers, generally that would just keep us busy and catching. Sheephead. Yeah, typically I'll have part. I'll have one rod out with a crawler on it. You'll catch your suckers and sheephead, little sturgeon, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff really. We and could easily catch sturgeon on this stuff on the cup bait for sure. Oh yeah, especially in you know a big one will take one of these yeah. suckers. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But not in season. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> that's right. Let's, let's get a big cat. Come on, any any minute now. Gotta catch a big old chat or a flathead. Not that I would be mad at a channel. Oh, I'll take a channel right now. Yeah. We caught earlier, caught a um eleven pound I can't remember what it was, eleven pound four or five or something sheephead. And then an eleven pound two ounce channel cat. Which are both nice fish. Both nice fish, especially when you're fishing on like bass tackle. <laughs> <laughs> the cat came on at least the cat came on a fairly heavy setup. That was a chatterbait rod, but it was glass, so it was like bending, you know. Mm -hmm. um, not a ton of backbone on it. Mm -hmm. Took Joel for quite a ride. The sheephead I caught on my Ned rig, so I'm using a like a medium spin cast. So that was a pretty damn good fight. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that fish whatsoever. Mm -hmm. That was fun. It wasn't a smallmouth, but I'll take it. Gross smallmouth. Stop Just it. Just kidding. Stop it. Hey. You and your gravel carp. Did oh, a hot no. dog fall off? Oh, yep, we lost a hot dog to the carpet. Cup it. What's that? Put it on the hook. Yeah, I I don't know how long it was on the on there. I can't even. I was like, I was counting them on the coals. I'm like, wasn't there six right there? <laughs> no, there's only five. Never. Man, the spawn really shuts these fish off. We're yeah, we're, I'm going with the spawn. I'm blaming it on the spawn. We had three on it one time last Friday night. I it, know they're there. It can happen fast. That's what... Oh, fuck! Why are they rolling off? I'm eating that one. Put that one over there. I don't know about this one. Ow! It's fucking hot. <laughs> I'm burning myself. <laughs> I'll eat that one too. I ain't scared. Burn the carpet. Rolling hot. Oh, I'm just trying to like position them in there. There's just enough downhill slope here that they want to, you know, I'll do them. I'll put them this way. That'll stop all that nonsense. Should have just let off doing that. But I'm an idiot, so that's what happens. What do you want from me? A fish? <laughs> well, if I had that power. I wish I had that power. Just to hear that line clicker go one more time. Let's go. About a bell bouncing. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, now you can actually kind of see the current moving. 
before it was like hard. It felt like we were just sitting still. But it's not much current at no. all. I'm really not a fan of all these boats here because that took away that many more spots. True. On a river that's only it was the pressure. Hundred yards. Pressure shut them down. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> See, I could be a walleye fisherman. I can come up with stupid excuses. <laughs> Oh, the bugs hatch. Yeah, it was, it was, oh, that's right. It was a bug hatch. That's right. That's oh, right. I had 20 boats around me all day. That's right. Well, you know, these muskies are eating all the flatheads. That's what it is. DNR is messing it all up. You can always you can always go back to the, the DNR's fault. That's true. <laughs> I forgot one river too. I'm going to Minnesota. Red. The Red River. Yeah. Which I have a buddy up there right now just smashing the nice channel cats. They're not spawning up there yet. I don't think so. That's why. <laughs> the water's way low too. Is it? Oh, yeah. I suppose it's it's low everywhere. Although it seems like northern Minnesota's been getting rain these last yeah. few days. So, it's just unreal how dry it is around here. It's bad. It's real bad. But you know, it congregates the fish. It does. The uh, low, some of the best fishing I've ever had, river fishing, was uh, drought years way back in the day. You probably weren't even born yet. It was like 90, 1990, 91, somewhere in there. Eh, it might have been 89. I don't know. I wasn't even twinkling my mom's eye yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, all right? I can deal with it. Uh, my dad and I used to like to wade, you know, just getting rivers and wade around and fish that way and that year because the water levels were so low the fishing in the rivers is awesome we actually well we did we fished on that boat too we we do a couple float trips i remember doing one on the snake river and it was like it was crazy you you would throw a bait in and you would have like six fish all fighting for it because they're just all crammed into the deeper holes you know mm -hmm. They had nowhere else to be, so competition for food was just at an all-time high. That was some awesome fishing. So maybe we're going to that. I was actually half tempted to go to go do some wade fishing this weekend, and then I don't know. I must have saw a post from you or something on Facebook. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna see if he wants to go catfishing. I do love my catfishing. It's fun. I haven't done it in a long time. It's a thing I've been toying around with and I and you've been posting some pretty good ones you Every had me catching so until yeah. I show up ruin everything earlier when we were catching bait though as soon as you were catching the bluegills I I moved in no more bluegills. that's true that's true it could be me I've had a pretty rough day today lost was, my wallet for like two hours grass wouldn't start on the lake this morning I was lighting up the the gills I wouldn't say lighting them up but I was catching some <laughs> Tell you one thing, it was good bait. Yeah. Those little green greens and hybrids. I think there's one actual bluegill in there too. They're tough. They stay alive. Like really well. The suckers, when you take them, you know, you buy them from the bait shop, they're giving you water that's sixty degrees probably. And then you're going to a river that oh, the water's yeah. almost ninety degrees. Yeah, this water's ridiculously warm right this year. It's just so that's, dumb. Well, that's a lot on a fish's a little fish's body. You hit, know? hit me some light over here and see how burnt I got these things. Oh no, they're perfect. Let's eat. They look good to me. Yeah. Let's eat it up. All right. Well, I'm so nervous about this thing just like 
Tip, tipping over now. <laughs> it's like a shaky legs. Uh, be all right. Is I'm gonna get rid of the ones that fell on the ground. Let me know if they taste like sucker. <laughs> it's either sucker or melted carpet. <laughs> Catfish poop. <laughs> Special seasoning. It's gonna be good. Hell yeah. They're all squished from <laughs> the stuff sitting on top of them in the cooler. Uh, can't win five, this is five star accommodations right here. Can't win them all. No. They'll still eat. They'll still eat good. Are they not even cut buns? Oh, Dang. that's the worst. Who does that? What kind of monsters make non cut buns? Village Hearth. They should be publicly flogged. It's about this time where she realizes it's cut on the other side. After she rips. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Been there, done that one. <laughs> she rolls it over and checks. <laughs> I have done that too, where you're like, you're fighting it, and all of a sudden it just comes apart in two, two pieces. Bones. You're like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, 50, what did you say your biggest? Flat was 51 51 yeah. that's such a just, brute dude just a touch under eight uh, 48 inches long thank you it's so big here's the ketchup catching up what catching up fish and that came on what bait was that a big sucker yeah live sucker yep you find out, like, the flathead bites, at least in my experience, like, there's no messing around. No. Like, when they're on, they're on. There's not like, ooh, I think I had a bite. It's like, they're, they're it's, gone. I don't even know what to compare it to. Trade you. Compare it oh, to a... We're out here ice fishing, and you catch a 34-inch pike, and oh, it's running. Inside. That's what I compare it to. Yeah, and like <laughs> on a noodle rod, they're <laughs> on a noodle rod. It's hard to stop them damn things. Where's that catsup? And then you know I've caught them in four feet of water, and I've caught them in twenty feet of water, and they fight a lot better in twenty feet of water. Well, they can dive. They yep. they got another dimension they can go. Like instead of out and side to side, they can go up and down. And they really they know every snag, every rock, every oh, log. Oh, they run right towards that shit. Yeah, it's it's actually when you tie up with a flathead, like it's pretty humbling when you feel like their power. You're like, holy crap, what the hell is this? Oh thing? yeah, you get sore. Yeah. Your arms get sore. Yeah, it's it's a it's a legit fight for sure. And then with all that said, I still want to go catch a Goliath grouper mm -hmm. someday, which just seems like punishment for no reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just so massive. Halibut. That'd be fun. Yeah, I haven't done that. Yet. You guys are talking about doing that, right? That 2022 you said? You guys are going to Alaska? Yeah. That'd be sick. We have a drift, like a drift fishing for salmon set up. That would be so much fun. I think it's in the Kenai River. <sighs> I got to get up there. I haven't yet to do that. Haven't. That's big bucket yeah, listing. We were talking money. about saying those VRBOs. What, like, dream trip for me. Alaska would be getting a place on the ocean where you got the tides where you can go out and like get clams and well, that'd be cool. So you get your like 
shrimp traps and crab traps and get out. So you just make these bomb ass dinners, seafood dinners that night. And then you got halibut and fresh caught salmon. It's like, oh my god. Uh, never really realized that was a thing. I don't know why it wasn't why it was such a shock. But I was watching a meat eater episode where he's his brother has a place up there, and that's what they they go up there and they just go get a bunch of seafood fresh like every day and just wow. feast. Ah, that just sounds amazing. Well, yeah, you can do that in Minnesota. You can get some crayfish. Mussels, <laughs> crayfish. Yeah, but the mussels in Minnesota are protected. <laughs> Don't oh be, really? Yeah, don't don't be eating mussels. Uh, in Minnesota, you you get in trouble. Crayfish though. Some frogs. I don't see any. Re- yeah, you catch frogs. I don't see any reason why you couldn't do a crawfish crayfish bowl, like just like you do down south. Like our crayfish don't get quite as big yeah. as the ones down there, but I don't know. I feel like you could still. There's a guy out of uh, Sandy, Minnesota that sells crayfish. Really? Yep. I don't know. That. He traps them on. Well, I probably don't want to give up his spots, but oh. a couple nice lakes up north. He sells them for bait, or is he sells he them sells for food? He sells them for food. Really? Yeah. Huh. I might have to check that out. Yeah. His name is uh, Tim Fisher, I believe. Have you had crawfish? No. Oh, yeah. Teppanyaki Grill, if you know where that is. Just, no. It's like a big Asian. Oh, okay. Oh, so you, haven't had a, you haven't had a real crawfish yet. No. Just no, you haven't been down south. Nope. Oh, yeah. You got to try it. Yeah, when you have all the sausage and everything in there. Yeah, the, the interesting thing, like, the first time I had it, I was like, yeah, it's all right. I, I don't see what the big deal is. It's it's good. You know, like, it's, it's whatever. Kind of mm-hmm. a pain in the ass to eat, you know. Didn't think anything of it. About three days later, I, I was craving it. Really? Like, literally, I was like, you know what I want is some more crayfish. Which is so weird because I didn't like it. I liked it, but I wasn't like crazy about it. So I thought it was super weird that days later, suddenly I'm like a legit craving for it. That's how you get sucked into it. That's how you get sucked into it. Because now it's like if I'm anywhere I can get crayfish, I'm getting crayfish. Like I love it. Now I love it. You get snapper turtle? Mm. I love turtle. Mm hmm. I didn't get one last year. I need to get one this year. Can you harvest them hook and line? Yes. You can? Mm-hmm. Hook and line, you can trap them, too. Legally. <laughs> uh, there is a seat. You got to... Um, they might be protected right now because it's like egg-laying season. They're, it's, it's closed down for a certain amount of time. You have to look at the regs. It's in the fishing regs. I but believe there's a short time in the year you can take them with bow and arrow. Bow fishing. Maybe... I've heard it multiple times. I've never even looked into. Yeah, it. it might just be a legal take, and it's it's probably not a certain time of year. Like it's only closed for a certain time of year, and that's just when they're laying eggs. Gotcha. I I think it's right now. I'd I'd, ha- I'd have to look. I'm not sure, but they're kind of a pain to clean, but it's worth it. I've heard you could. Uh, Meat's really good. Put them in a, like a five gallon barrel. Let them like. Clean purge, clean, yeah. yeah. Purge. I, I've kind of done that too. I don't know how important it is. That's one of those things that I just did it because people told me to do it, and I didn't really. They down south, they don't even purge their crate, crayfish sometimes, they yeah. just cook them right from the right, rinse them. And cook so, them. I don't I don't know how much truth there is to it or not, but all I know is they're really good. And they're like I said, they they don't you got to really be careful. It's like when you 
like chop their head off or whatever, they still get you. Really? Like they they like their body stays alive for so long. Like the first one I did, lopped the head off, hung it upside down, you know, let it drain out or whatever. And as I go to, you know, I'm cutting this thing up, I'm quartering it up, I'm taking the getting the muscle out of there and the meat and separating it and blah blah blah. I get down and I wanted to save the shell, so I'm cutting everything out. There was one vertebrae still attached to like underneath the shell. Everything else was out. It's just that one vertebrae. And I went to like stab it to cut it out and that thing snapped up to the top of the shell. There's nothing left. Like it was an empty, literally an empty shell. I was like, where, how did that even happen? That's kind of weird. It's crazy. Like their spinal cord must be part of their brain too because it's like it's not like the head had been off for like a half hour yeah nuts dude crazy super trippy but (laughs) bottom line is they taste really good and that whole thing like they have these different kinds of meats in them they really do i mean it's there's like a white fish kind kind of meat there's like a pink chicken kind of meat there's darker red meats in there have you ever tried gar yep i've had gar Gar's good. I have uh, that. Technically, I've had alligator, but like alligator bites at the state fair, which I don't even count that. Yeah. It's like, whatever. But gar's good. Gar's really good. I think gator and gar is pretty similar. Is it? You think that's similar to snapper at all, or? No. No. No, I wouldn't think so. Hmm. No, it, it's hard to really single out. Like, I really should. Like, if I get a snapper, I really should try like the different kinds of meats and do what I usually do when I get a. Uh, different kind of meat i've never tried where i just cook it like real simple salt pepper butter to try what the meat just to see what it actually tastes like so i know what to do with it after that the thing with turtles they do have all these different kinds of meat in it but they don't have enough of any one kind of meat to make its own meal and that's why you almost always have a turtle soup or a turtle soup because you just throw everything in a pot because it's just not enough otherwise you'd have to kill like eight turtles <laughs> to have all of one enough uh, enough for a meal of all of one kind of meat yep. but would be kind of interesting to just like reserve a couple pieces from each kind of meat just to see how dis how different they are mm-hmm. i feel like that fish kind of white flesh they have is probably similar to gator or really gar but i'm guessing i don't know that for a fact mm-hmm. i throw it in a pot. All I know is it's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like super good. It's night night time over there. Front of the boat. <laughs> it's all curled up under a blanket. It'd be different if we were catching them. Yeah, that is true. And now I'm eating hot dogs and chewing into the microphone, so well, I don't know if we're going to get one live on the air here. We will sometime this year. We should but, shoot for it. Yeah, we might have to try it again. After the spawn. Yep, after the and spawn. And we'll have to find a no different excuse. When there's no other boats by us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let's be, do they have firework display anywhere in Taylor's Falls? Because this could be kind of a cool place to sit and watch fireworks while I really don't catching know. cats. I really don't know. You know what's going to happen the moment we stop recording, right? Oh, the rod's probably going to take it. <laughs> we can hop on for a second and be like, all right, we got one. Yeah, just kidding. Like, all right, thanks for being here. Podcast's over. 
<laughs> Two they seconds didn't, They didn't fall for it. Damn it. <laughs> Try their reverse psychology. I mean, we've tried. We've we've all taken turns peeing. Yeah. Here. That hasn't worked. I mean, when that doesn't get a bite, I don't know what to tell you. That's just, just they're just not biting. Just a slow night. Which I'm, yeah. I'll be, I, in all honesty, I'll be really curious to see tomorrow how the whisk run went. Cause mm. that, like I said, they have 38 boats. Let's say 38 boats, you know, that's going to Somebody's tell you, catching them. They got to be. If they're I'll not, that. then I do not feel bad. Maybe missing a little bit of sleep. Right, right. Well, it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow, so good day to Don't sleep in. Don't tell me that. I want to go fishing. You can fish in the rain. Yeah. Are you going catfishing tomorrow? No, I'll probably... <laughs> Hit up a good old crappy lake. Oh, nearby. there you go. Well, they're starting to starting to school up again over the over the basins or outside weed lines. I love my weed lines. Everything lives on the weed line. Year round. Everything. Crappy schools. As long as you don't go walleye fishing, just promise me that. I don't, I don't know. I'll probably catch some. <laughs> I caught more walleyes the other day than I did crappies. So. Pulling just a little twister tail. Yeah, there. We had we had a little uh, little Walter like chased a chatterbait back to the boat. Really? He was all fired up over it. I'm like, dude, you're like the same size as a chatterbait. Get that kick rocks, kid. There's a lot of small in those two lakes there. Yeah. Yeah, tons of them. But. All right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap this up. Yeah. It's not much going on. See if we can get a bite after them. Right. We'll see what happens. We'll have to pay attention to the the recap and rant if we catch anything. But <laughs> yeah, we'll keep uh keep our schedules open. If it works again we'll have to do it. Maybe we'll go on with the Minnesota. That's what I'm thinking. I could try that I'll try that adventure with you. That'd be kinda of fun. Scope out some spots, give it a shot. I know I know I know a few spots that people hammer flatheads. Just when I've been there, I don't catch them. Nothing. But yeah. then again we go down there, drink beer and camp. It is fishing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this kind of thing where you set up on a, get a fire going, set up on a sandbar. That'd be fun. We'll have to get the other headsets, get all four headsets hooked up and just have a drunken ridiculousness yeah. night and maybe catch a fish. Maybe. Be all right. That'd be fine. All right, Cody. Well, thanks for having me yeah, out. Yeah, no problem. This is fun. Thank, thank you for coming fishing with me. Yeah. Wow. Fun. I've had fun. We drank some beer. Yeah. Killed. Got a couple bites anyways. Kill a couple suckleminos and <laughs> the hot I mean, water. If you count, if you count the the sunfish I caught, a lot more than I did. We're doing, you know, <laughs> caught six or so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Which honestly, I had fun doing that too. Yeah. I got the the Kishler custom panfish rod. The thing is so sweet. Uh, I just love to catch fish on it. It's a ton of fun, doesn't it? I mean, those tiny little ones, I can still feel them on there. So it's still fun. Awesome. It's good times. All right. All right, till next time. Bye. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, host of Hunt Stand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app, to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.